two touchdown underdogs again. Can the Eagles get out there and to go on the road for their first game and earn their first ACC victory of the season? Thomas Castellanos is going to have a lot on his shoulders this weekend. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. This is our Friday episode as we're giving you the predictions for the weekend. And we're looking at the Louisville BC game and with us on Fridays, as always, it's we're recording this on a Thursday, but it's for Friday is Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? Going good. Uh, very interested to see how this game goes. There's it, both teams are kind of confusing. Um, so I, I, I'm going to, I'll harp on this at the end, but this, this game could go in like an infinite number of directions. Yes. Is, is this the um, Dr. Strange game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, there's 14 million possibilities Um, and BC can win in more than one, but there's like, like every possible outcome is like one to 2% like uh, likelihood. Like there's nothing that I'm like, I definitely feel confident. This is how this game is going to play out. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting. And, and going into this game, we'll talk about the odds in a little bit. Um, You have two teams. You have Louisville at three and zero with wins over Georgia tech, Murray state and Indiana. And BC, obviously, with a loss to NIU and Florida State and a win, very close win against Holy Cross. So on paper, you would think Louisville is a much better team. But after what we saw last week, it looks like a different BC team if they can get the penalties in order, uh, which is going to be a, a big conversation here. So we've done our previews. I talked to Locked On Louisville. You can find that podcast from a couple of days ago. Um, yesterday's episode had a little ish, issue with it. I'm going to repost that up in a little bit. Uh, but. Go, we're going to go on today and talk about what happens to find out some of these situations. And f- then we'll give our predictions and then Mitch and I will go down our picks of the week. So Mitch, let's kick this off with what does Louisville do to win this game? I think for them, this they're, they're tough to figure out because they beat the crap out of an FCS team and a not a very good one on a short week. So you kind of, almost throw that result out like beating Murray state 56 to nothing on a Thursday or Friday. It's just like, okay, yeah, sure. You're supposed to do that. And then they had to come back and beat Georgia tech on, on the road slash on an at a neutral site. And then they got up to an early lead against Indiana, but let them almost come back and win again on the road at a neutral site. So, and those are two of the teams and, you know, BC's in this bracket too, of like, these are two of the worst teams in the power five in Georgia tech and Indiana. So what do we really, I don't think we really know what Louisville is at this point. You know, they bring in this huge crop of transfers at every position, almost their entire secondary is transfers. Um, so, you know, you figure that, that some of the players are still learn, like learning the scheme, learning how to play together. That's, that's part of it, especially on the defensive side. Um, but this team has talent, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Plummer um, who is not related to Denver, former Denver Broncos quarterback, Jake Plummer. I made that mistake this summer. He is not related to him. He is, I told you, he is aggressively mid and against bad teams, you know, that can win you games where he's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He can keep the offense on schedule. 
but if things go wrong, then he's really not gonna be able to get the offense back on track. So I'm going to jump in really quick about that. I just as a joke, I told, um, I'm not going to give their name out a Louisville media member. I said what you said and I got a LMAO back and they go, that's absolutely correct. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm glad I nailed that. Cause I mean, like he's played a ton, but he's never just, he's never been like overwhelming. Like, Oh yeah, that's the guy. So, and you know, he has experience from playing at Purdue with Jeff Brom. Um, so that's, I think that's why he kind of came back over from Cal, but they've got a good running back, Jawar Jordan, who was also a Syracuse transfer from a long time ago, but he is a smaller, but very explosive back. Um, he's averaging like, I think almost 11 yards. yards. Yeah. He's yeah. averaging a ton of yards per carry. And a lot of those have been big breakaway runs. So it's not like he's churning out 10 yards every play, but he's got the speed to take, to take those runs to the house. Yep. Um, and then they've got a, another transfer at receiver named Jamari thrash. Who's a very good player. He's one of the best receivers in terms of production. He's one of the most productive receivers in all of college football. And, the other thing, though, is that he is their guy. He has twice as many targets, twice as many receptions, and like three times as many receiving yards. So he is their offense. So essentially, you know, Louisville doesn't really have that off-speed pitch yet. You know, what is their other option to go to on offense? On defense, they're a lot more... Jeff Halfley in his media availability this week said balance, and I would say normal this year, because last year they played this weird 3-3-5 defense where they were slanting and blitzing all the time. This year they're playing a little more straight up. They're not blitzing very much at all, um, and they're just playing more traditional coverages. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out, you know, what is this team? What is this, what is this team's identity? So for them, I think essentially – they just need to kind of, if they win, if BC beats themselves, if BC has turnovers, if BC has a lot of penalties again, and they can't, they get behind the chains and they don't have the explosive plays they've had over the last few weeks. So if Louisville just kind of keeps it between the lines, plays their game pretty much on both sides of the ball and lets BC beats them, beat themselves. I think that's how they win this game. And they have the ability to create explosives on offense too, um, with Jordan and thrash on defense, not really as much so, but if, if their defense can kind of keep, prevent Castellanos from hitting those explosive plays, whether that be through the air or him as a scrambler, then I think that's kind of how they win this game. All right. Now let's flip this around BC 14 point underdogs. What do they need to do to win this game? See, I, I, I will get into it later, but I think that line is crazy just because Louisville has, you know, aside from the FCS team, they've played really nobody and they've almost lost both times. Um, and uh, granted, again, BC has not been good, but BC is, I would say BC is trending in the right direction after last week. And you could argue that Florida state was in a look ahead spot to Clemson and they had some lucky breaks, but still like, I, I think BC is trending more up than Louisville. I think Louisville is just kind of flat at this point um, for BC. I think, you know, again, can't have the penalties. Uh, that's, you know, and it's really affecting all aspects of the team. It's putting the offense in really it's putting them behind the chains. So they have to rely on these explosive plays it's giving opposing offenses free first downs on key in key situations. And it's putting both the offense and defense in bad field position on special teams. Cause you've had two kicks out of bounds in the last two weeks. And you, you just cannot have that. That that is like one of the worst penalties of football, just because it gives the offense such better field position and greatly increases their chances of scoring. So, you know, if BC cleans that up and even not even again, not even this is kind of like the offensive line conversation we had over the summer, even if it's just average, like, six penalties for 60 yards or something. That's great. You know, it's yep. as, as long as it's not 18 for 130 or whatever, you know, you have like a false start or a holding here and there, and then, you know, we can live with that. Uh, now um, I don't want to get you off on a, a big tangent, but I know you talked on the media day uh, media coverage on Wednesday. What is, so the, the false starts is between the claps that Castellanos is used to and a vocal cadence. Is that what? Yeah. So, th- so there's a lot going into this. So 
Castellanos' previous, when he was at UCF, that is on a clap cadence. It's an offense that you look to the sideline. They do a lot of the play calling. BC obviously has this more pro-style offense where the quarterback has to give out the cadence at the line vocally. And that's very different. And, you know, the offense line is getting used to that. And like I said, you know, Chaffley also mentioned this, that the offense was trying to do this kind of hybrid hurry up kind of thing. So that had a role in it. So essentially what Halfley explained, I think this was kind of explained by the broadcasters as well, is the way that uh, Castellanos is calling out the cadence is the way he kind of inflects certain words. I think that got the offense to false start a lot of the times. And, you know, he both he and Halfley mentioned the availability that they feel a lot more confident with that going into this week. And it'll be interesting to see what they do because this is BC's first road game. Um, you know, so it, it, and again, this game is not in Clemson or Virginia Tech at night, so it's nothing crazy, but it's still a road game. So, you know, I'm wondering to see, do they have a kind of a clap cadence that he's more used to? Do they have, I was going to ask that with, which does it make more sense to fix the vocal part or go to a clap? I'm, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. I think you could argue it either way. I think that, you know, for, I think you're going to have Castellanos do the the vocal cadence most of the time. So it might just be better to drill that and get it ready. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like trying to install a one-off thing or something that you only install during away games for such a young quarterback. So uh, I'm not sure which one would be better and I'm not sure what they're going to do exactly this week, but that'll be something to track. Um, I'm trying to think of back to where we, but anyways, um, for in terms of like going away from the penalties on, on defense, I think they really need to figure out a way to create more explosives for the defense because they are getting killed by offensive explosives uh, by big passing plays. Uh, Holy cross got a lot of explosive running plays too. Uh, you need to find a way to get more tackles for loss and uh, sacks. I mean, I think I think when I looked it up, BC is dead last in the country in tackles for loss. That or second to last. So they're just not getting in the backfield and making plays. Luckily, Louisville on offense, you know, Plummer can get around a little bit, but he's certainly not the running threat that Jordan Travis or Matthew Saluka or obviously Malik Cunningham was. Uh, so, you know, I think the defensive line should be able to tee off a little more on the backfield and just focus on the running back during the run game and then the quarterback during the pass game. So, I think that should help. Um, and then on offense, again, you just want to, uh, you know, find ways to create those explosives as well, because, you know, you kind of worry about how consistent those are going to be from a, on a game to game basis. Uh, but if the, if, if the offensive line isn't committing as many penalties, you can rely a little more on the run game to put you in better downs and distances. Then you can kind of unleash Castellanos both as a rusher and a passer, because I think he's playing really well. Uh, and Louisville's defense is a bit susceptible to explosives, especially in the passing game. So if they can hit some shots over the top, maybe get out to an early lead, kind of like how they did against Florida state. You hope that that can force Louisville to throw a little more, get them off their script. And then BC's pass rush can really pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. All right. In a moment, Mitch and I are going to give our predictions for this game. You're going to want to hear if we pick BC to win their second game of the season, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want it to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So head on over to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. 
Are you missing the syrup for your pancakes or just run out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. And with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with every order. And with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Now get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKED on college at checkout limited time offer terms apply that's 50% up off up to $20 no minimal minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code locked on college don't forget that's code locked on college for 50% off your first order with DoorDash locked on BCAJ black here and we're giving out our predictions for this game BC and Louisville it is a battle in Kentucky. First road game for Boston College this season. I'm going to go first. I'll, I'll, I'll lead this off. Will Boston College pick this? I have been wrong, I think, pretty much every game this year. So I think what I'm going to do is just continually hope to be wrong, and I'm going to pick Louisville to win by a lot uh, so that BC wins. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go against my, my gut here. I'm going to say I, I think BC is going to pull this one off. I'm going to go with the Eagles to win 31-28. I, I think the Thomas Castellano show is going to really start to pick up soon um, or continue to pick up. Um, he's a special player. I know he lost a lot of folks in that Holy Cross game, but he really is a game changer out there. I don't know if Louisville can keep up with him if he keeps going the way he's going. And as he gets more and more comfortable and those penalties uh, go down, hopefully – I think they'll win. Now, if they can't call, if those penalties continue to happen, my, my prediction goes right out the window, right? Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say BC is going to win if they have 18 penalties again, or 14 penalties or whatever the hell they got. I, I think though, if Castellanos can get that going, I, I like that. And I think their defense against a team that's made up by like Louisville, I feel like they can do just enough. Now, my biggest concern for this game is that it's a road game and we have not seen Castellanos in a road game yet. So there could be blips there. There could be some, some excitement, but I don't know. I, I feel like getting a couple home games under his belt first might get him over that hump a little faster. So I'm going to go 31, 28 Boston college. Okay. I agree with your last point, especially, you know, kind of coming off the emotion of the red bandana game. That's, you know, you go into this game where the atmosphere is really heightened. Um, so maybe that'll give it a little preparation. Um, last year I picked BC to beat Louisville and it was pretty surprising. And I gave my reasons and they ended up winning that game by one point. Um, I'm not going to do the same this year. I, I, I don't think Louisville is going to cover this spread. I'm taking BC to cover all the way. I think this is going to be another close game, but I just think that BC is like just some of the things they've been doing wrong throughout the season, you know, the penalties, giving up the explosives on defense. Um, it's, it's, I think that it's just not coming together yet. And I don't think it's going to be improved on the road. Um, I do think Castellanos makes enough plays to introduce enough chaos to keep this game close. But I think at the end of the day, Louisville's going to pull this out. I think I'm going to go Louisville 30 BC 24. Um, and I think it could be even closer than that. Like I said, this is Louisville is a very weird team. You know, BC has been weird as well. So, you know, I, I could see Louisville winning in a blowout. I could see BC winning in a blowout. I could see 
you know, Louisville winning comfortably. I could see BC winning comfortably. So this game is really puzzling to me, but I do think Louisville, I think BC covers, but Louisville gets the win. So what would be the biggest reason BC wins this game? I know you already said BC wins if, but like, what would be the biggest catalyst for a win? I, I think, yeah, it's definitely Castellanos. Um, I think that it, he, I think every chance he had, you know, if you think about like how ESPN does their fantasy football projections with every player, they have like the boom bust potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we haven't really seen him bust yet, but Castellanos always has that boom potential because if he is, you know, going crazy with his legs, if he hits some deep passes um, and, and the receivers are really helping him out with yards after the catch as well. So if they can create with those, get up to an early lead, you know, I think that's kind of where the recipe for a BC comfortable win uh, comes together because then that helps that puts Louisville kind of back on their heels. They have to start throwing more, which I don't think they necessarily want to do. And then that allows BC's defense again to, you know, be more aggressive going after the quarterback. And, you know, again, I get this could end up being a shootout and, or it could end up being like neither team's really doing anything. So I, I think Castellanos is really the driving factor on defense. I, I do think that if, if, if it were to happen anytime in the near future, I think this is the game where Donovan Azaraku kind of reasserts himself. Um, and I wrote, I wrote, I've written about this in both of my previews, the next one coming out on Friday. Uh, but I think that he has a chance for a really big game. So I think those are kind of the two guys to keep an eye on for why BC would win this game. Well, this is going to be an exciting one in a moment. Mitch and I are going to go down our picks and talk about our uh, going around the country and looking at our picks of the week. You're going to want to hear what we have to say in just a moment. Now, Stat, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I have been going in every Sunday and finding some odds that I like. Uh, last week, I picked um, the, the – what was it? The, the Patri- I think I picked the Patriots and didn't do very well there, but that's okay. Um, it, it, that that's the fun thing though. Like when you go on FanDuel, it's so easy to to use. It's a very user friendly interface. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BC. AJ Black. On tomorrow, so on Saturday after the game, I will go live. Um, might be a little bit later in the evening after I put my kids to bed. Uh, but I will do a post-game show that you'll get to check out here on Locked on BC. So hit that YouTube button and make sure you hit the little bell so you know when I go live and you can listen in. I hear my thoughts right after the game ends. Uh, now, Mitch, we're going to talk about our picks. And I don't I don't have – do you have our, our uh, results? Thank so you are 4-8. and eight. I am 7-5. What are you? Seven and five. Okay. Yeah, Last so. week was rough for me, though. I will okay. say that. All right. So let's start off. I'll let you go first. Okay. My first one is going to be Mississippi plus seven against Alabama. And Ooh. yeah, I mean, listen, Bama. Has I, I have that with... scribbled off in mine. I had that was one that I had. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to ride with this one. I, I, Bama is not very good. Their quarterback is essentially just a runner. Uh, they're going back to Milrow this week. You know, everything is kind of setting up for Mississippi to win this game. And I think if they were favored, I wouldn't take them, but the fact that they have, you know, get, get an extra touchdown. Um, I'm going to take Mississippi in the points here. Cause everything's kind of lining and they haven't been perfect by any means, but I just don't think Bama has the juice this year to be a meaningful competitor in the national championship race. And I think Ole Miss gets them this year. All right. I'm going to go to the big 10 and pick one of the games of the week. And it's Ohio state and um, Notre Dame. 
And I'm going to take Notre Dame at plus three. Uh, Iowa, I mean, Iowa, Iowa, Ohio State, excuse me, uh, has beaten Western Kentucky. They smoked them. They beat up Youngstown State and then they eked out 23 points against Indiana. I I'm buying on Notre Dame. I don't know. I don't I don't really necessarily think Ohio State's better than them. Um, and at plus three, I'll, I'll take I'll take Notre Dame in the uh, at plus three. I think Notre, getting Notre Dame as a home dog is huge here. Um, you know, this game was pretty competitive last year uh, at Ohio State. Notre Dame, like you said, Notre, I mean, Notre Dame hasn't really played anybody either. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell with them. Uh, but I guess they have played NC State. And they I forgot that they had that as well. Um, yeah. But that, so that is a pretty impressive win relative to Ohio State's schedule. So I, I do like that pick as well. And, and I think, you know, it's we have a bunch of really good games this week. And. Of course, I'm picking none of them because my next pick is North Carolina minus seven and a half. Oh, you uh, <laughs> copied me on a pick. Oh, we did it again. We, okay. we could t- we could talk about this one for a while though because we have a, a friend in common here. I think we're going to be talking about. We do. So, I mean, Phil Dracovic has looked positively awful for Pitt, and a lot of it has been like like last year. A lot of it has been his offensive line, but a lot of it has just been his mistakes. I want to um, jump in on there because, yeah, he's made his mistakes, but I. I just think of his brain at the end of last year. I'm leaving this awful offensive line to go to Pitt, who's always had a good offensive line. And then he enters, he enters this horror show where it's like the twilight zone, but wearing blue and yellow again, where he's getting hit constantly. And it's, it's like the poor guy, like he must, he must be, must be so damaged. Not not to mention BC. Think of the pockets Castellanos has been getting for BC now (laughs) where he's just standing back there for like four or five seconds. So yeah, I imagine that's not, the, and I honestly think there's a good chance that he gets benched soon. Uh, they've got a transfer from Penn State who's a pretty interesting player. So I think that could happen soon. But North Carolina, you know, they had this weird close game against App State, but they're humming on all cylinders. Drake May is playing really well. They've actually got a defense that's been pretty decent this year. Um, so I'm taking North Carolina minus seven and a half. I think they are on the road at Pitt, but I just think things are not really going well for the Panthers. So I'm going to take North Carolina minus seven and a half. Yeah, so I, I copied that, and then I'll, I'll give my last pick, which is I'm going to go with Minnesota and Northwestern under 39 and a half. Um, I, I don't know. Every time that Minnesota steps on the field, I, I feel like it's going to be like a you know 20 to six loss or something like that. Um, and I don't think I, in Minnesota, you know, this is just based off my guts. I don't even, I honestly, I don't even know what Minnesota has done on offense this year, um, but. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with an under on this one. I needed to pick one that was not Iowa State because I know you'll probably take it. Um, but, but no, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm, le- I'm, leave- I'm leaving the Iowa because the Iowa under burned me last week. And I, I want I, I initially had a different pick and then I flipped back the Iowa under and it burned me. So I'm going away from it again. I'm going away from it this week. Um, although I do like your Minnesota Northwestern under because Minnesota does not score a lot of points. They had that, uh, you know, uh, defensive struggle against Nebraska, I think in week zero, week one, 13, 10. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. Then they lost to North Carolina last week, pretty close. And I, I can't think of the other team they played. Yeah, they lost 31, 13 to North Carolina and they beat Eastern Michigan 25 to six. Sure. So like, they're just not really scoring a ton of points and Northwestern is just God awful. They just don't have talent. So yeah, I think that's a really good choice. I am going in pretty much the exact opposite drain. I'm taking us down old Texas way and I'm going to do the battle of the cast iron skillet, which is SMU TCU. And I'm taking the over at 63 and a half, mm. mostly because I'm just, I just kind of want to root for points in this game and just have this be just a complete shootout where I don't think either of these teams really play defense. They can score. Um, so, I mean, 
and I think, you know, you essentially need these teams to get into the 30s and you're good. And I think that that's very likely. I think you could see both teams get into the 40s or even 50s. So I'm going SMU, TCU over 63 and a half. And we're not talking about it, but uh, we, or we're not putting wagers on it. But what what is your thoughts on Colorado and Oregon? Oh, uh, uh, definitely Oregon. Uh, they've got an absolutely, they've got dynamic. They're, they're going to win the battle of the trenches. And we've seen that Colorado's offensive line, you know, despite everything with their skill position players, their offensive defensive lines are not really to be relied upon. Um, I'm sure I, I think Colorado's going to keep it interesting. You know, they're not going to get blown out by any means, but I still think that Oregon wins by at least two, maybe even three scores. You know, they have enough to keep, to keep ahead of Oregon on offense and their defense is good enough to, you know, make sure there's Sanders sweat, especially without Travis Hunter. All right. That wraps things up. Uh, Mitch will be back on Monday to recap the uh, BC and Louisville game. Mitch, where can people find you? You can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W O L F E, on Twitter. Uh, I posted my VIP matchup report. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, I guess when we're recording today, so it's already out. And then the weekly, the normal non paywall preview will be out on Friday. Um, and if one thing I mentioned on my VIP preview, if you have any questions about, uh, where I get my stats, what they mean, and or any like schematic information, and you know want more resources. That please feel, please comment uh, on the board. So I really want to try to turn this like message board community into a more educated fan base where we're not just relying on box score stats and kind of the heuristics of football, where we can actually think about this team in a more analytical, informed way. So please, you know, hit the comments there, and also obviously, you know, hit the comments, like, subscribe on this video, and all that. Yeah, and so. If you want to check out Mitch's stuff, Mitch does more statistical and game film analysis than you'll ever find on any other BC site without a doubt. I'm not, I'm not just blowing my own horn here. Like check it out. His game recaps, his rewatches, game previews. You're going to get more information from this than anything you're going to find. Now it's VIP, but you can sign up right now for a dollar. Just check it. I'm telling you, if you're not a subscriber yet, check it out for a dollar for that first month. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. Just keep, keep it, keep a subscription for the, for the year, check it out. You'll enjoy it. You'll learn so much. I, I'm not a football um, X's and O's guys. And I learn something new every time. I mean, you guys hear me. I talk about Mitch's stuff all the time. So come on over to Eagle insider, subscribe for that 99 cents for the first month um, and check out his work. Cause I think you'll enjoy it. And again, I'll be back tomorrow to, to recap the game. Check us out on Eagle insider. Follow me on Twitter at AJ black two, four, seven and all that other good stuff. And thank you all who have listened this week. Thank you so much. This is locked on BC, your team every day. Take care, everyone.